The presidential motorcade had just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas and was circling through the fringes of the business district when three shots suddenly rang out. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slate Show. I think I need to start out the show with an apology. An actual apology. That's right. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. I think I need to tell you guys I'm sorry. I scoffed at something I probably shouldn't have. This entire time, I've been seeing people talk about Russia and Ukraine, and they've been saying, oh, Vladimir Putin's going in, and he's bombing the biolabs, and he's taking out the neo-Nazis. Well, first off, there is a little bit of a neo-Nazi regime uh, within the Ukrainian army, believe it or not, or the Ukrainian militia. But the biggest one, because that, that can go either here nor there, the biggest one is the biolab thing. This entire time I'm sitting there going, oh, it's QAnon conspiracy because I've been burned so many times. I've been told that we were supposed to, uh, you know, not worry about 15 days to flatten the curve because we were being spared. You know, it's part of the plan. Stay in your home because the big false flag is not happening, right? Remember that? So, you know, if everybody is is socially distanced, well, then they can't do a Vegas-style shooting and take everybody out because everybody's so dispersed. You know, it's it's we're all being protected. Just follow the plan. And then all of a sudden it was going to come out that all these Hollywood execs were, you know, drinking baby's blood and they were you know, pedophiles who were suddenly going to be rounded up. They're all holograms now and that the uh, internet was going to close down. And then the only line of communication was going to be this feed that was going to go across all broadcasting networks. And it was going to show all of these, uh, these individuals um, before everybody showing all their crimes. That's what I was told. So forgive me if I thought the biolab thing in Ukraine was utter BS, but it looks like it's true. Looks like it's real. <laughs> this whole time I'm thinking, okay, Vladimir Putin is going in trying to just recreate the Russian empire. And that's why he wants Ukraine. And it had nothing to do with biolabs. But apparently there's two things that came into light. The first being that Ukraine was champing at the bit to be a part of NATO, to which Putin was like, no, I'm not having NATO in my backyard. Say what you will about Putin. I don't like Putin at all. I've hated him. The picture that I see with Vladimir Putin and Ronald Reagan always bothers me because I'm thinking Ronald Reagan defeated you guys. He defeated the KGB. And here's a KGB agent that's now running the country with oligarchs at his behest. And we don't have a Reagan. We did with Trump, unfortunately. Say what you will about Trump. Say what you will about the fact that he just ceded over his presidency to Dr. Fauci in the last year. That I have a hard time reconciling with. 
But at the same time, in the position that he was in, knowing the paradigm and the parameters of the uh, White House, well, yeah, I, I don't think, I think his decentralized approach really kind of worked against him. And so he was hoodwinked by Dr. Burks and Fauci. But regardless of that, he still maintained a little bit of control by bringing Scott Atlas in and then trying to turn things around for the election. But here's the problem. We had somebody that stood up against the establishment and he's no longer there. So now we're given Joe Biden. And after we had all of these different states commit to lockdown, to destroying your business, to destroying your child's education, closing off schools, basically saying, well, you know, we don't care about the fact that your kid is going to have mental issues and is going to be develop, de developmentally behind. Um, we had to do this because we didn't want to kill grandma and put the mask on in perpetuity, right? They closed your church. These insidious bastards did all of this in glee. I mean, they went, they were taking trips to Mexico, trips to Nags Head, trips to Florida. They weren't wearing the mask. They weren't committing. They were going out to the French laundry, eating Michelin style dinners. Well, you and I were having to stay at home having birthdays where people drove by and threw the freaking presents in a box and honked as they went by because we're not as, as worthy as the elites. And so when I hear of things like, you know, Russia going over to take out biolabs, I go, okay, this is more propaganda. This is more BS. This is more QAnon crap to where we're following a plan. We're trusting the plan that never happens. And then we're watching the, the entire uh, Republic pulled out below our feet, basically. And then Marco Rubio gets up there. Now there's two things to take from this clip. First, Victoria Newland, the cookie monster. Remember her and Eric Charamella. We're part of the State Department. Now, Eric Charmella was doing double duty because he was also State Department, but he was also in the CIA. Imagine that. Well, Civil Society 2.0, which was Hillary Clinton's State Department under, uh, you know, under the Obama administration, decided they were going to flip regimes in their favor. And so what they did was they got intel from the CIA. They coordinated attacks using big tech. Well, there you are out there censoring all of us, um, shadow banning, whatever. So big tech was where they would congregate. The State Department and the CIA would gather the intel and then provide them with weapons and with plans to topple governments. Well, they tried that in Ukraine in 2014. Didn't really fully, you know, materialize. They did it again in Libya. Hmm. That was a disaster, right, Benghazi? I mean, we had a State Department facility show, uh, constructed with no walls. And then we had a 
CIA annex. Yeah, just the stones throw away. And then all of those, you know, all of those dissidents just showed up with RPGs and and machine guns and and Molotov cocktails just all together magically like they were on a big tech chat. Right. It worked against them. So now that Trump's out of the way and they can't impeach him for trying to get a phone call with Zelensky to find out why Joe Biden said, son of a bitch, I withheld the money and told him you're going to have to drop the investigation, right? He was impeached for that, but yet we're now witnessing the remains of what that impeachment was. And it was the cover-up to the biolabs. And this is across the board. The GOP, you know, Susan Collins is out there talking about Joe Biden's new Supreme Court justice who is a uh, complete black nationalist. She's saying, well, you know, she's got great credentials. Of course, this is how the GOP screws themselves every time. So here's another rhino hack who tries to pretend like he's Mr. Conservative, Marco Rubio. Listen to him basically grab Victoria Nuland by the hand and walk her through the treacherous waters of treason as she uncovers the fact that, yeah, we did have a biolab in Ukraine. Let me ask you, um, well, um, I only have a minute left. Let me ask you, um, does Ukraine have chemical or biological weapons? Uh, Ukraine has uh, biological research facilities, which, in fact, we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian forces may be seeking to uh, gain control of. So we are working with the Ukrainians on how they can prevent any of those research materials from falling into the hands of uh, Russian forces should they approach. I'm sure you're aware that the Russian propaganda groups are already putting out there all kinds of information about how they've uncovered a plot by the Ukrainians to release biological weapons in the country and with NATO's coordination. If there's a biological or chemical weapon incident or uh, or attack inside of Ukraine, is there any doubt in your mind that 100 percent it would be the Russians that would be behind it? There is no doubt in my mind, Senator, and it is classic Russian uh, technique to blame on the other guy what they're planning to do themselves. We are dealing with a corrupt administration that's not only covering up, you know, the sun's energy exploits, right? All that 50000 a month from Burisma, Ukrainian energy company. He doesn't even speak Ukrainian. He's too busy smoking, well, actually snorting Parmesan cheese off the carpet of a, you know, Hotel 6 and then banging out some stripper, getting her impregnated, doesn't even know her name while he married his dead brother's ex-wife. Um... We're having to cover up for him and Devin Archer, who is related to John Kerry, who is Mr. You know, Energy Zarg, the Great Reset advocate. We're also looking at the fact that they're rebooting all of these different regime change revolutions. That's what Civil Society 2.0 was all about. That's how you know Hillary Clinton was involved with this. That's why she's emerging now. 
So on the other side of the break, let's get into the origins of the biolab and also more of this green energy electric vehicle BS that we're being fed now that they've jacked gas prices through the roof and try to push you into submission, forcing your arms into their vice grip and saying, hey, uh, say, uncle, you're going to drive an electric vehicle, even though you can't afford a $50,000 vehicle on your budget. Um, maybe your $15 an hour that's going to be mandated will pay for your electric vehicle. We're going to get into all that on the other side of the break. This is Adrian Slade. So beyond what we're learning about Ukraine and the fact that they're now going to try to cancel Russia and you know put them completely in a position to where they have to lean on China because they can't do any sort of commerce and their citizens are being led you know, just to hang out to dry – um, Biden's also pulling his oil uh, purchasing from Russia that he was allowing to let go until now with no sort of backup plan um, because he wants to move to renewable energies. And you know this is all BS by looking at one individual. You can point to one individual to show that they don't care about green energy. It's not about electric cars and all that, even though that's what they're forcing you into. And it's also uh, their policy that's causing all this to happen with, with, you know, reducing the oil access, the drilling, the fracking regulations, all that. You can look at one individual and you know who that is? That's Elon Musk. I mean, he is the litmus test to show you that everything about this whole ruse is complete BS. You know, he wasn't even invited to Biden's electric car summit, yet he makes the Best electric car of all. I mean, look at this. Tesla got snubbed by Biden's electric vehicle summit. President Joe Biden celebrated ambitious electric vehicle goals by, by automakers at the White House, but he did so without one of the largest makers of electric vehicles, Tesla. Joining Biden were executives from General Motors, Ford, as well as uh, Stellantis and uh, the company formed by the merger earlier this year of Fiat Chrysler and France's PSA. But electric vehicles are only a sliver of these companies' U.S. sales. 1.5% for GM, 1.3% for Ford so far this year. And Stellantis doesn't have any pure EVs uh, for sale on the, on the U.S. soil yet. Meanwhile, Tesla makes nothing but battery-powered electric vehicles and always has. So why wouldn't the world's biggest maker of electric vehicles be invited to the table? Yeah, it seems odd that Tesla wasn't even invited, the company's CEO Elon Musk said in a tweet overnight. One potential reason for the apparent snub, the United Auto Workers Union will also be at the ceremony. And the UAW represents workers at GM, Ford, and Stellantis, but has been battling so far unsuccessfully to organize Tesla workers. That's your key right there. It's about the unions. It's about these companies that want to be in bed and do the bidding of the government. They're all frauds. And this is why you've got Elon Musk is out there saying that in this time that we're dealing with right now, that we need to be drilling for oil, even though he's against drilling for oil. And that he knows his electric vehicles, they're powered by drilling and natural gas and uh, coal. Um, but some of the parts to make his vehicle are dependent upon that. And that shows 
the man who is willing to fly to Mars to colonize because he's afraid of what climate change will do to people in the United States and, and across the globe is willing to put that on the back, back seat, the back burner for a minute, go back to drilling so we can bring gas prices down and not let it destroy our national security. So that's really telling. And he's also the guy making the biggest, the best electric cars of them all. And he wasn't even invited. This is all BS. And what's really interesting is let's get back to the biolab thing that was supposedly conspiracy theory. It was Russian propaganda. I remember it was QAnon. We weren't so they're blowing up the, the biolabs. Well, apparently we had them there. And apparently one of them was created by Barack Obama. He had a hand in it. But the most amazing part of Barack Obama's involvement isn't just that he was involved. We knew, I mean, Mr. Matan suit, I'm scandal free. The only scandal ahead was Matan suit, right? The most scandal free administration of all who spied on the next president using every, every facet available to him. NSA, DOJ, FBI, CIA. Well, not only that, he, <laughs> he was involved in these bio labs. And he was involved with them back in 2005. This is from the National Pulse. Deleted web pages show Obama led an effort to build a Ukrainian or a Ukraine-based biolab handling especially dangerous pathogens. A deleted web article uh, recovered by the National Pulse reveals that the former president, Barack Obama, spearheaded an agreement leading to the construction of biolabs handling especially dangerous pathogens in Ukraine. The news comes on the same day that Biden regime apparatchik Victoria Nuland told the uh, U.S. Senate that the American government is concerned about biological research facilities falling into the hands of the Russians as a result of the ongoing conflict. Originally posted on June 18, 2010, the article Quote, Biolab opens in Ukraine, details how Obama, while serving as Illinois senator, helped negotiate a deal to build a level three biosafety lab in the Ukrainian city of Odessa. The article, which also highlighted the work of former Senator Dick Luger, was additionally included in an issue number one or 818 of the United States Air Force Counterproliferation Center's out Outreach Journal. Quote, Luger said plans for the facility began in 2005 when he and then-Senator Barack Obama entered a partnership with Ukrainian officials. Luger and Obama also helped coordinate efforts between the U.S. and Ukrainian researchers that year in an effort to study and help prevent avian flu, explained the author Tina Redup. A 2011 report from the United, uh, United, Nation, or United National Academy of Sciences Committee on Anticipating Biosecurity Challenges in the Global Expansion of High-Containment Biological Laboratories explained how the Odessa-based laboratory is responsible for the identification of especially dangerous biological pathogens. The laboratory was reconstructed and technically updated up to the BSL-3 level through a cooperative agreement between the United States Department of Defense and the Ministry of Health of Ukraine that started it in 2005. The collaboration forces on preventing the spread of technologies, pathogens, and knowledge 
that can be used in the development of biological weapons, the report continues. The updated laboratory serves as an interim central reference laboratory with a uh, depositorium pathogen collection. Um, According to the uh, Ukrainian regulations, it is it has a permit to work with both bacteria and viruses of the first and second pathogenic groups. A separate document detailing Ukraine's biolab network from the Bioweapons Prevention Project outlines in greater detail the scope of pathogens the facility has conducted research with. Among those viruses in the lab studied were Ebola. Do you remember why we were flying people from Liberia into the United States when they had Ebola? Instead of containing it in Liberia, working on it over there and not bringing it into the United States? Well, now we know why. I mean, Obama had an involvement with this lab in 2005. Well, then what happened? He suddenly decided he was going to, on a whim, run for president. And then they moved Hillary Clinton out of the way and gave him the, the shot at the presidency. Um, something always didn't really sit well with me on that. Now we know why. And really, I'd be interested to know if oh, that guy George Soros had something to do with funding this bio lab, because maybe that's one of the reasons why he's so interested in Ukraine succeeding. Maybe that's why he and many others were nervous about what Trump would learn about Ukraine. Maybe that's why the perfect phone call almost led to the perfect uncovering of a perfect scandal, one that was swept under the rug. Could be. I mean, one of the things that we don't realize is that do we really know where Obama became or how Obama became filthy rich living in the Hamptons? Do we really know where he got all this money from? He wasn't flaunting it around like Bill Clinton saying, oh, I got speeches. I did some speeches. Yeah. No, you didn't make millions off speeches. Sorry. Obama doesn't even really give speeches. And we know where Biden got filthy rich. It was off of Ukraine as well. But we've never heard about why Obama was so loaded. But it does explain why they were scared poopless for four straight years that Trump would have stumbled upon this, among all the other evil, despicable things they're doing in the background. So, yeah, your government. I've never been more disappointed and more disgusted and despised my government as much as I have right now, including all of these other affiliated agencies, FDA, CDC, the EPA is now saying, oh yeah, we greenlit everything to ban oil uh, in California and push for green energy. Oh, thanks FDA part two. Your agencies are just going to green light everything, even though you didn't vote for any of these people. This is what we're dealing with. But the fact that everything that's coming in that is actual credible information is being framed first as QAnon crazy conspiracy, and then it comes out that it's true fact. And it's, it's easy for people like myself who have to be skeptical of everything, but then take out the right pieces of truth within some of these crazy QAnon conspiracies, as I've had to do for the last God knows how many years. It's easy to see something that I was actually digging in on and was going to do a podcast about when I started hearing about all of these bioweapon labs all throughout Ukraine. And then, oh, you know, the propaganda came in that, that Vladimir Putin's coming in to save the day. He's going to shut down all the biolabs and he's going to stop the trafficking 
and he's going to get rid of the neo-Nazis. Now, there is a neo-Nazi battalion within the Ukrainian military. I've found credible research on that. That doesn't mean they're all neo-Nazis, but that also doesn't mean that that is false. That just, we need to back off the, the heroic framing of Putin as being some liberator against neo-Nazis. He's also not going in and just doing us a solid by getting rid of all the biolabs because he wants to be, you know, freaking Clark Kent. So we have to realize he's got ulterior motives, too. But who pushed him into this? I mean, Joe Biden sat there for months going up. They're going to invade. They're going to schedule. They're scheduling an invasion on a Wednesday. How do we know there wasn't something in the background poking and prodding? You know, some back channel talk that got Putin to a point where he's like, I got to do something. Uh, And then they frame it as though now the framing now is they're trying to say, well, the Ukrainians are bringing in, uh, you know, ammonia and chemical weapons. And so when a gas attack happens, we're going to have to make sure that we know that Russia is trying to say that Ukrainians are bringing it in and that they're Russia's gas in them. This is Syria all over again. Remember, Assad would get blamed for gassing his people. You found out it was Al Qaeda cells gassing people. And then they would all turn it on on Assad. And then suddenly the Germans and the French and the United States would come in and start bombing the crap out of the place. Uh, this is the same, same playbook is happening right now. And what Jen Psaki is saying is that if, uh, if a gas attack happens, be aware that it was the Russians that did it and China supported it. And that if they try to say that it's Ukrainians, it's just they're muddling this whole thing up. So... You know, again, as I started the show out, mea culpa to you for shrugging off the biolab thing. Because, yeah, I could have seen it it was matching the whole, they're crumbling the tunnels of the child traffickers. There's there's an earthquake that was 4.5 on the Richter scale out in the Midwest, and that's the tunnel collapsing. That was all BS. But are they they trafficking children? Uh, Yeah. And Matt Gates, I'm about to do a whole show on this because I've been grabbing intel um matt gates dropped an interview where he said on the interview that governmental organizations are working with non-governmental non-profit organizations and the cartels in aiding and abetting the trafficking of of people and children uh and that's when later on he was accused of hooking up with an underage woman and trying to say he was trafficking see how that works isn't that funny how you can uncover the real trafficking and suddenly you're the trafficker? What was it that uh, that Victoria Newland said when she was talking about the Russians? It was really, it was amazing. She basically said uh, that whatever the Russians, it's a classic Russian tactic, whatever the Russians do or whatever the Russians are planning to do, they try to say that their opponents are actually doing Hmm, that sounds like a playbook from the Democrat Party. So I at least wanted to make the correction on that. And uh, we'll move on to another topic on the next podcast. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. Check out the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, TuneIn, iHeart. Support the show, anchor.fm slash Adrian Slade slash support. And you can also call to be on the show, 1-929-GO-GO-USA. God bless you.